I've got a script this week, so this could go anywhere. This <laughs> inspection. Fantastic. I've got. I spent all the time trying to work out match the day. The, the match of the day. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't actually ever thought about hosting it, really. But we'll give it a go. You're listening to that League One podcast. Hello, welcome to That League One podcast. Another week, another set of brilliant fixtures, another opportunity to sit down and chat with the boys. I'm joined with Nappers, Tom and Jake, as usual. Lots to get through. Really, really exciting stuff. Nappers, how are you, mate? A nice, comfortable Fleetwood 3-0 win. I mean, it's just things dreams are made of. It was easy like Sunday morning, although we're filming on a Sunday afternoon. I'm not going to sing, but again, it was... I am easy. Ah. Oh, we, Tom, we know you're easy, son. We know you're easy. You don't <laughs> really um, no, it, it was um, it was a great result um, against Exeter, who who are out of form, you know, who were, who were poor. Cheltenham would play better against us than you know, Exeter did. And, you know, they're, they're kind of on a bit of a bad run at the moment. But I've told you, boys, for a number of weeks, we'll be absolutely fine. And I'm going into games going, hang on a minute, there's three points on the line because I absolutely guarantee fact that Fleetwood will stay up this season. And if they carry on the momentum in the first 10 games under Lee Johnson, they'd finish 10th. You know, in and around that point, Sally, if it was similar to last season, which, you know, I don't think we'll finish that high, but I certainly don't see why we can't better last season's points, Tally. Yeah, I really like Exeter at the moment. Um, no, I don't like Exeter at the moment, actually. I do like them <coughs> because they're not winning games of football, which is quite nice. I like Fleetwood, by the way, because I think that you're beating teams down there with you, which I think is really, really important. And Exeter are a side right now that aren't in very good form and you beat them comfortably. So when we speak about a... You know, a relegation side or what was a relegation side in Fleetwood and you still are in that bottom four I believe by just yes. a single point I thought we were out of it in the outro and I went oh what a result we're out of it we're out of it and I look oh we're not we're not but you but you know you're beating teams down there which is really important Tom how are you mate it's uh I mean late goals they're the norm at Fratton Park aren't they but not quite in that fashion no, we didn't want that, did we? Good afternoon, Wardiola. Lovely to be back with all three of you, uh, all four of us. Reunited once again. Uh, we are an unbeaten T-Lop foursome, which is, uh, yeah. you know, always nice to see. Yeah, I, I, we, we have become accustomed to late goals at Fratton Park. Most of them have been in our favour, not against us, and it's not a nice feeling. I'm rather deflated, given the circumstances, but I'm sure we'll chat about that in due course. One big bit of news, Tom, post-match. And I think actually in, in a weird way, that late goal isn't <laughs> the most frustrating news no, of, the, no, of the day. Uh, Regan Paul, I'm sure we'll go into detail a little bit later and, and Jake will give his thoughts on it because he'll know Regan Paul just as much as you will. But it's big news and it's very frustrating news. Mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to it later. But the big question is, does Regan Paul's ACL tear open up the League One promotion race is the, sh- the long and short of it. And I'm sure we'll answer that later on. I've got three straightforward reasons why it won't, of course. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a, in a little bit, I'm sure. Jake, 1-1 with Port Vale. You, mm. I, I, I presume you went. You obviously went. Uh, how was it? Uh, stinky, Wardy. But it was nice to be on the right end of a, a last-minute goal because I've sat, sat, come on T-Lop for many weeks and listened to the man, Mr Pompey, talk about late late goals to decide games. And I've gone, fucking hell, it always, always goes against us. We had the one at Northampton, the one at Bristol Rovers. But we got our own yesterday. And uh, I, I was very grateful for Olamide Shadipo at the back post. But um, no, yeah, we, we weren't great. Looking forward to hopefully getting a new manager in. 
uh, either tomorrow awesome. or Wednesday, potentially, oh, depending on who news? that's going to be. Not yet, but we could be closer. Um, but but yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm good, mate. Looking forward to to going through. It was a very good game week, actually, wasn't it? I was going to, I was really scared that Jet was going to try and do his classic inside knowledge, which we all know, if you remember the, the transfer deadline day stream is absolutely horrendous. So we don't <laughs> worry about that. Um, Jake could come on in and say he's seen the manager walk out. Don't believe it. He hasn't. He's lying. Uh, or he's listened to someone who said, you know, it's happened and it hasn't. Um, let's begin with shout out of the week. We had quite a few shout outs of the week uh, this week. A few people have messaged us and actually meeting us in real life. I mean, Jake, I think you've got a quite well. I mean, it's, it's a funny one. But it's a really nice one as well. Yeah. So I unsuspect, unsuspectedly went to go get my post from the door. I uh, got a knock on the door. I, I opened it. it was a post. When he goes, I didn't realise I had a celebrity on my on my round. I went, you fucking what? It's Steve, the Pompey fan. He's my mailman. So do you know what? Shout out Steve. What a bloke. Tom, you got any more? Is that is that the one we've highlighted? Uh, that is the one we've highlighted because I thought that was class. So he he so he knows you through T Lop, does he? Yes, he, he said he was a T Lopper when I He's not gonna know him from anywhere else, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair. The four yeah. videos he's recognised him. <laughs> well, yeah, massive shout out to Postman Steve. Po- Pompey fan postman Steve to give him his full title. Uh you mentioned Mandy during the week as well, Jake. You wanted to tell us about your chat with Oh, her. yeah, another one, yeah. So Mandy uh came up to me when we played Oxford, which is a very forgettable night for me. Um Loved personally. It. Loved it. Um yeah, no, we might have got beat. But yeah, she came up to me and told me that the podcast wasn't working on Podbean. Um <laughs> Good. which was really she also said she 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 also said I haven't told you boys this. She said that she puts the podcast on to fall asleep. So thank you, Mandy. I don't know whether I, we take that, that as a positive or not. <laughs> I hear that sometimes. I don't know. You know, it's a nice way of maybe relaxing yourself, or maybe it's so boring it's fantastic to drift off to. Uh, it's it's one or the other. I heard um, watches your videos boys? to fall asleep, Wardy. Yeah, he said that before, yeah, hasn't he? Oh, yeah, don't yeah. be silly, Tom. I don't watch Wardy's videos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He doesn't watch them I'm at not all giving him my, I'm not giving my competition of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's uh, it's nice to see that, he, that they're listening in some way. Uh, maybe don't try Podbean though. Down on Spotify, man. Yeah. That <laughs> might be that might be the that might be the way forward. <laughs> I've never, to be honest with you, it's really hard to try and sort those things out when I've never heard of the platform. Yeah, what uh, is but, Podbean? I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's another thing. Apple Spotify thing. Oh, I don't even know how it gets to it's basically like the Aldi version of all like the big products like you know, you've got your Titans and your Jive bars. Sounds like a chocolate bar there, to be honest. A jar bar. I don't, I don't think it is. Um should we get into it is, some audio only shops at Waitrose? <laughs> I was really confused that we went from Spotify oh, and platforms yeah, but... to chocolate bars. I'm not quite sure how we got I'm there. comparing so the pod ah, right, is okay. like the cheaper version. <laughs> right. It's a bit like you are to me. Right. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what, what the Ow. cheaper version? <laughs> yeah. <Ow. laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Let's move to some football, I think. Um, should we begin with the first? We've gone in classic match of the day style, as Tom introduced last time. Uh, and actually, it makes the host job not, well, it's more difficult because we've got to try and work out which is a happy selection. But I think we've just about got there. Um, Jake, we start with you. It was mm. a derby day between Peterborough and Cambridge United. And one team, well, I mean, they certainly won derby day. They actually demolished derby day. 
They did. Uh, and, you know, that's Peterborough's eighth straight home win against Cambridge United in all competitions. Wow. Which is pretty pretty good going for them. Um, yeah, it was a demolition, like you said, Ward. It was a, a really cagey start, though, the first half an hour. There, w- there was no real opportunities of note. And then it, it was a, a manic six minutes in the first half where um, Kwame Poku, who, who we'll come on to later, um, really good ball in for, for Mason Clark, who stooped in at the back post. Mason uh, Mason Clark then went to his favourite location again, the back post, and stuck another one in. Two goals in in uh, in three minutes, and then Kwame Puku got on the score sheet himself. And uh, it was heavily deflected though, um, which which gave Posh they're out of sight by half time. Second half, you know, it, it continued. It was a a really good breakaway from Archie Collins, I thought, from a Cambridge corner. He ran half the length of the city. Wrapped in Joe uh, Joe Randall, who, who unselfishly squared it to to Poku, who got his second, and then the fifth is a really well worked corner. I mean, Peterborough claiming that Randall scored it, but it's a very obviously a Liam Bennett own goal. But yeah, that, that's fantastic for Peterborough. Obviously, that they own the Cambridgeshire derby, don't they? I can't think of many times that Cambridge beat Peterborough. It's a really rare occasion, and they were just fantastic in every aspect of the game. They shut Cambridge down at every opportunity. They didn't really create a lot of xG. Um, you know, this Peterborough side we know we have known for years go and score goals for fun, and they scored five goals without the top scorer last year, which tells you everything. So, Peterborough towards the playoffs doing really well, and then Cambridge, well, they can you know they're slumping down the table, aren't they? Uh, just four points off the bottom four now, starting to get a little bit worried for Mark Bonner. Yeah, I think with Cambridge as well, that I think Tom, we did a, a reflection and we got almost called out in the comments by saying that we missed it, that Cambridge, I think they kept five clean sheets on the bounce, which is a really, really impressive record for a side that, like you say, have been slowly dropping. The problem is they're not creating enough chances or scoring enough goals. Their defensive record, generally this season, has been very, very good. But in a, in a game that means a lot to the supporters, obviously in a derby, to concede five and be outclassed, outran, outbattled and outplayed in every aspect, you'd say it's a pretty disappointing afternoon. But we should say Cambridge it hasn't been all doom and gloom, but it's that creative output and that goal-scoring output that's letting them down. Losing 5-0, though, is a big blow. Um, ben, let's come to you. A I'm, Well, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I call this one. I got 2-2 correct in the predictions, I believe, unless I'm making that up. I yeah, you did, Wardy. No. Yeah, fair play. Um, yeah, Pompey 2, well Charlton 2. I didn't think it was going to be a late goal. If I did, I wouldn't have gone in the direction of Charlton. But it was. 2-2, the final score happens. Yeah, and it was it was a good game, obviously, between two decent-sized pools of doing really well at the moment. Um, John Massino's comment at the start of the game alerted me a little bit. Now, for me, he used to play for Oxford, and he's comment about he hopes Oxford drop off. I kind of think I'm about that... to bottom on the bum a little, hasn't it? Um, yeah, so I kind, I kind just of saying, think. Just saying. I, I, I would just like to say, you know, Tom, Tom's spoken very, you know, honestly and openly about this. His press conferences have massively improved since he first came on. That was you don't come out with stuff like that in a press conference if you're experienced. And for me, you post a football club. You are better than everyone else. That should be your mentality. And if you win, you, you keep winning games of football. Don't worry about what Ox are doing. Don't worry what Bolton are doing. Focus on yourself. So that comment, for the first time, I kind of thought, oh, does he really believe that, you know, they are better than Oxford? And of course he will. And, you know, I know Portsmouth fans will probably pull me up on that. I just kind of think, focus on yourself and you'll be just fine because Portsmouth are good enough to win that league. And they've proven that over, what, 16 games so far. Uh, I know we're only a third away through the season, but that comment, I thought, maybe wasn't the best of comments to make. 
Um, again, Paul's have carrying on that unbeaten run, which is you know good to see. It'd be disappointment. You're playing against a side that you've always struggled against, not beating them for you know what 18 years, and it's always made very well aware. And even in previous seasons, I think you got beat it's three, three nil, three one at the valley last season. I think it was on Sky as well on that Monday night. Um Again, it's a good point, but Bishop again has missed a handful of chances. You, you could have won it, and he's going to be remembered as we could have won it there, we could have won it here, we could have scored here and wrapped it up. And is it? I think he's definitely two points dropped for you. Um, again, Bolton, Oxford, you know, Paul, uh, Peterborough, and Stevenage are closing in on that gap. They all um, obviously got decent results as well. For Charlton, I'm, I'm pleased for them because Alfie May, obviously, I sing his praises all the time. 100 games since he first came into this division a couple of years ago, scored 55 goals and 27 of which is this season in 39 games, which is an incredible record. Portsmouth carrying on that unbeaten run, 27 now undefeated. And again, it's, it's going to take a lot to beat this Portsmouth side. They're having a lot of... Stuff thrown at them. Regan Poole getting out injured. Obviously, we'll mention in a minute. Um, again, you're obviously out the FA Cup last weekend as well. You've got, you know, players, you know, earlier, like Pack was out for it, has been out for a bit as well. Conceding a late goal yesterday. The world's against Portsmouth at this moment in time, but Portsmouth, again, it, it does feel like they're against the world. And when they're in that kind of situation, Portsmouth thrive on that. And uh, I see no reason why Portsmouth can, you know, not continue this trend. Uh, I like the result. I like Portsmouth, but Messino's comments... Did not like one bit. Tom, did you agree with Nappers? I mean, I all, I do, I do know because you put it in the in the group chat. You weren't as maybe naturally being a Pompey fan. You're not going to be totally as biased against your manager. I, I fully understand that. You're, you're also a supporter of Pompey, and he's come out and said he hopes that a, a rival or a divisional rival below them is going to potentially drop off. It didn't quite work out yesterday. It still could. Did you agree with Massino's comments? How did you reflect on that? I don't think he's going to help. Um, I think it's probably the wisest thing to say. I I think it's it's probably a, a bit of a, a flippant comment that would have, if you'd been sat in, I'm not trying to defend him here because I know what he said, but if you'd been sat in the room with him and he kind of jokingly sort of goes, we probably don't want that to happen kind of thing, then it gets yeah. blown up as a headline and, and, oh, John Messino wants Oxford season to derail. Now they've lost their managers at Bristol City and it's like, what did he? And then you look at it and it's, Although it softens the blow, the substance of what he said is there. Um, time will tell us whether he's kind of overstepped the mark on that one, I think. And it, and it will probably, you know, it might come back to bite him. It did at the weekend, as you say, or it did this weekend. But I, I don't really have any issues with that. Managers have said a lot worse. He said a lot worse in his press conferences that we've turned our nose up at. And as Napa's quite rightly said, he's he's been better. He's been so much better. And sometimes maybe your honesty catches you out a little bit and maybe a little bit more experience, as you said there, um, in terms of his sort of media training might might help a bit there. In terms of the game, so it's a heartbreaking way to throw away what was looking like an exceptionally well-earned three points. Um, sh- should, should have won, but it's not a loss. I said in my video, the performance from Pompey was probably the best I've seen from us under Messino. And it was highly charged, well-applied, lots of quality. Kamara's goal, I hope, goes into the goal of the weekend shout later on in the show. And, and as a team, we looked well up for it and it was befitting of a team top of the table. Only just, I know it's a slender point now. Nappers mentioned the credit to Charlton. They came back into the game twice, so credit to them. Alfie May was everywhere. Teo Eden as well, back in the team, I thought was exceptional. And Alex Robertson will be playing in the Championship, if not higher next season, with or without Pompey. That's just a given fact. I think he's excellent. Colby's up to 10 and 16. Morel was immense and I'll make Paddy Lane proving he's a star boy. Just gutted we couldn't win as we probably deserve to, Wardy. 
And then obviously the Regan news as well. Yeah, which is a, is a big blow. Just briefly coming back to the comments by Mosillo, I, I don't mind them at all simply because I think it probably helped Oxford a little bit. I think it's a it's motivation for us. I, I really mm. don't mind it at all. I think for the players, it's if, if you're a player reading that, and I don't know how much our players read social media. I think more than maybe we or they think or we think they do. I honestly don't mind it. I think it is, it's absolutely mo- motivational towards Oxford and, and nothing more than that. And maybe Pompey fans are the ones frustrated by it. I don't think many Oxford fans were, you know, were, were overly upset about it at all. Um, coming back to the Regan Paul news then, Jacob comes to you on this one. You know Regan Paul, probably, like I said, just as much as, as Tom does. And you've seen him more, you've seen him play more games than, than Tom has mm-hmm. in, in Lincoln shirt. This is a big blow. Remainder yeah. of the season, probably and arguably their best players so far this season. And also, I, I think a key cog in the way that this side operates He's yeah, missing for the rest of the season. It feels it, a big blow. He is a massive loss for Portsmouth. Um, you got to remember, Regan Paul hasn't been given the armband at Pompey, but Tom will tell you he is like a captain without an armband. Uh, and he's only been in the dressing room, what, three or four months at Portsmouth? Um, he, he's key in, in terms of the way they, they play out from the back as well. Um, he's very good with the ball at his feet. He often finds Joe Rafferty. I remember when we went there, he was very good at finding the, the fullback and playing it into Robertson and et cetera, et cetera. But he's going to be a massive loss. Pompey have got adequate depth in that area. Sean Raggett's meant to be coming back in. Is he going to be the one that's going to play there? Is Riley Towler going to play there? However, it is a significant drop-off to, to Regan Paul, who is the best defender in this division um, by some stretch as well. Um, they're going to have to dip into the market. I think the last time Portsmouth won a title, if I, forgive me if I'm wrong, Tom, because I've seen this on Twitter, they splashed out on a centre-back and a wide player and they got promoted. Something tells me they might have to do something mm-hmm. similar again. But um, I, think, I think exactly that, by the way. Yeah, missing. it's a shame. It's a shame because he's, he's a really, I mean, as much as I did hate, well, I hate him, but for, for moving to Portsmouth, as we thought he was going to move up a league, but, you know, he's a really nice, nice bloke, really good footballer, it's a horrible injury to happen to anybody. And Regan, you know, I think the club tweeted as well. I tweeted out last night, hoping that he recovers better. And, you know, hopefully for Tom's sake that he comes back and he's a championship player because he absolutely deserves it. Tom, Riley Towler, Raggett. I mean, a lot of people were sort of, Riley Towler was, I remember everyone was shouting fucking doors last year. And that that was, uh, I mean, almost annoying. Um, But, you know, and and now he's probably going to have to come in him or Raggett to replace um, Regan Paul and they England. are massive. Playing massive. for England. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's enough. I, I think Pompey fans by suggesting they've got to dip into the market in January, which is not too far away now, which is scary how the season's gone so quickly. Mm. But there's still a large chunk of games that have got to be played. I don't think those two players are enough. Maybe I'm I'm wrong. Even if the quality isn't enough, again, the depth isn't. I mean, sure Raggett gets injured or Ronnie Talley gets injured, you're working with one centre back, along with obviously um Shocknessy. It's you know, it's lacking depth and elements of quality now. Of course, when Regan Paul of that player goes missing. Yeah, I'd be interested to get Napa's say on this as well. I'd be interested to hear from all four of us. But the 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 question of does Regan Paul's ACL tear open up the League One promotion race is a massive, massive loss. Can't overstate that enough. Jake stated it really well there. And not only is he probably our best player, but if you flip it round, he's probably the last player you'd pick to lose for the rest of the season. Mm. I don't anticipate a derailment of our season, and I'll happily tell you why with these three reasons. Raggett and Towler, they're immense, right? Towler was immense last season. Yes, his form's dropped off. 
Yes, you don't get the ball playing prowess that Jake's already mentioned from Regan, but you do get the odd goal from Raggett as you get the odd goal from Regan and complete aerial dominance from Sean Raggett. Towler, it's a big opportunity for him. He was excellent on a Tuesday away at Leighton Orient in the Cup, uh, in the Trophy, whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, and they change it every bloody week, don't they? The BDSM Trophy. So whatever it is, yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the second reason, Pompey's issues last season were not defensive. That's never been part of the problem. Raggett didn't look out of place yesterday and he stepped in very well. It's still a top three squad in my eyes without Paul and our friends, the Eisens, will spend in January with this renewed ambition to go up. We know we will. They'll probably do the exact same thing as the last time. That winger element, by the way, I cannot stress enough how much Pompey needs wing backup. It's, it's getting a little bit like this is going to get exposed in a minute um, if it already isn't already. The third reason, Marlon Pack is back, which is massive and Almost a one-in, one-out policy. Different players completely, both integral senior pros. Marlon can step in and defend like no other Pompey player can. He can be that last man if you need him to be. I think he'll have to be a lot now that we've obviously getting through to January as well. He'll have to do that a lot more. Those have been the three. Raggett Towler, issues last season not being solely based on our defensive problems. And then Pat being back. That's why I'm slightly more positive than your average person would be about the Regan Paul news. Who goes then? in, in the, if, if Pat comes in... That midfield two right now, Robertson and Morale, I think looks look, looks strong. I think in terms of in possession, they're some of the best players to have on the board because they're fantastic yeah. at progressing it. Breaking it down, there's question marks there. Robertson's not really yeah. that number six. Morale's not really number six. I see Morale as more of a number eight, a bit more box to box. Pack is an out and out number six in my eyes. Who go, who moves out of that team? You just push Robertson forward, don't you? And I think maybe the likes of, you know, your Sadie or your Gavin White who've been playing in front of them might have to become a little bit more rotational that's absolutely fine Sadie's still doing a, an exemplary job I just think you you would struggle I'd, you boys are welcome to argue it I don't think there's a better midfield pairing than Pac and Morel in this division I don't I think there's you know maybe even your Ox are pairing but it is right up there it's a, it's top three minimum so I'm, I'm looking forward to having Pac back it's it is a Pompey side that's looked quite youthful and inexperienced while he's been gone it's been glaringly obvious obvious from my point of view so um, yeah I think Robertson will still have that place in the 11, playing that little bit more forward role, which I think he kind of adopts anyway, even though he is in there with Morel at the moment. So he, he's been doing that anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I just think a casualty for either one of Gavin White or Christian Sadie and then rotate from the bench 60, 65 minutes plus and go from there. I think you've still got a pretty good team. I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I think it's still pretty. I think we can uh, speak about injuries and casualties and they are going to be really, really important for other sides chasing you down. But you've still got a fantastic squad. Then, as you say, it's definitely still top three. Napper's pulled a face when I mentioned defensively he wasn't our problem last season. I wonder if... No, 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 I was pulling my face. I just saw something on... Oh, he just saw something else. Just how we looked. What do you reckon about Paul? Is it as big a loss as some might think? Cooper got injured at Plymouth last season. They just did it just fine. You are going to get it. You're going to get knocks in the road. If Paul's just want to win the league, if Paul's want to win promotion, you're going to have to get through hurdles. It's not going to be glory like you've had in the last few weeks. There are going to be you know a few hurdles that you're going to get over. I think injuries will be one. The first defeat, obviously, you lost last week, and the, it kind of well, if you lost yesterday, it would have been like, is this it now? Was did that defeat suffer? It? I know. Obviously, it was only in the cup, and you know, the cup doesn't really matter when you're trying to go for for, for, for promotion. Um, Thank God. Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> um, and I just kind of think you'll be all right. You have got options. There. It's getting through till January now. I do see a defeat coming. I do. I, I just 
it'd be good if you can get to 30 games because obviously that'd be you know an, an unbelievable achievement. It's already an unbelievable achievement, but you'll be just fine this season. I think it, you, you, your season will depend how you do in January. And I said that about Ipswich last season. They signed four players and it won them it won them promotion at the end of the day. And they went on an unbelievable run. Um, again, Bolton are doing well, Oxford are doing well, Peterborough are doing well, Stevenage are doing well, Derby, you know, a bit of form in the last couple of games as well. But Portsmouth are other team to beat at the minute. You're unbeaten and you still got a manager, Tom. I mean, I don't know what you're complaining about. Um, minutes and we've done two games and it's been 15 minutes Portsmouth chat. <laughs> don't worry, we're well, moving quickly back, on now. Lad. <laughs> uh, Jake, Derby versus Barnsley. Derby, uh, I mean, they looked comfortable, really. It, it looked like a pretty easy Derby win. Yeah, I think in recent weeks we've said that Derby have papered over the cracks, wins against Exeter, Fleetwood. But this week, Paul Warren took a trip to B&Q and got some filler. Because they looked a lot better. Um, <laughs> like that. Uh, look, I, they they were they were good. They were, you know, I thought they were really well worth the win. Um, the first goal comes from a nudge in the back from Corey O'Keefe. It's stupid, and the problem is, and uh, you saw it in the Premier League last week with Gabrielle and um, was it Joe Linton, where there's hands in the back and they didn't give the foul. And then the you know this week, I know it's a completely different division. You know, Corey O'Keefe's got two hands in the back of Collins, and it is a foul, and that goal shouldn't have stood Newcastle. And, th- and this one given a penalty, Collins puts it away nicely and then Derby don't really look back from there. Craig Forsyth, who I think was was excellent at, at left centre-back, left wing-back. Um, he's been there for absolutely bloody years, hasn't he? And it was a really good flick-on from, from Aaron Cashin. The ball falls to Forsyth. He slips it under Ben Killip. And then the third goal is a combination of both Collins and Forsyth, where Forsyth has a, a shot that Killip can only sort of palm up in the air. And I don't know if you've seen it, Collins sort of just Mario Balotelli's it into the into the back of the net with it, with his chest. Um, you know, Barnsley did have the opportunities. There was one in the, in the first half where it fell loose from a corner that they probably arguably should have scored. John McAtee was racing through on goal. We'll probably want to do better. And if he scores to make it 2-1, then it might be a different game. I don't know. But Derby didn't really look... didn't have to get out of a third gear, really. I thought they were much better than they have in recent weeks. You know, they're just outside the top six now on goal difference. And we're saying Derby are absolutely catastrophic with a pretty much in the top six if it wasn't for goal difference. And they've, they've actually shut the gap now to Barnsley, who were, you know, they beat yesterday. So, yes, good win for, for Derby. I think they're, they're, they're finally getting there. Um, and I think once they, they get going and they get the momentum, we're talking about another Portsmouth sort of situation where not a lot of people can stop a, stop a full three-flowing Derby County. And also, you've got to remember, Paul Warren under, under Rotherham. Um, yeah started slow quite traditionally started quite slow a little bit patchy and then when they hit a real run those are there they're really unstoppable and, and it was really really difficult to sort of break their run down um napa's barnsley i think look it neil Collins has, has been now in since the start of the season and i think we're still trying to work out exactly what barnsley are trying to do They've actually had, going into this had the best away record in the league yeah. yesterday i mean it was i mean the first away defeat actually wasn't a pretty one. Definitely one to forget. No, they didn't have a shot on target in the second half, Barnsley. Uh, 0.18 expected goals in that second half. Had one shot on target in the first half. Uh, Barnsley, again, this, this pretty much like last season. Balls out to the wide areas, get across and does it work? No, we'll try again. Overload the box. And, you know, when you've got quality and, you know, O'Keefe and Cadden in wide areas and you've got uh, Devante Cole, you know, up front. I think Waters, you know, needs a goal. He needs something 
because he's not looking anything like that. You know, we know he can be. I know we, obviously last season, um, he came off the bench, scored twice, and got an assist against MK Dons in about a twenty-minute period. I think that game was about four all in the end, and uh, I need to see more of that from Waters if Barnes are going to be successful this season. And they have got good players, they have got a good midfield, but sometimes I kind of think as much as Collins has done okay, the winning games of football because of the squad that they've got, uh, they should be beating teams that they have been beaten. And every time they pretty much play the side, uh, they shouldn't. Maybe it's fifty-fifty on paper, or maybe that they're not better than. They've kind of got beat. You know, you look at the Blackpools, you look at, you know, Dar- um, Derby here, you look at <coughs> at home, you look at Oxford at home, you look at Peterborough mm. at home. And it's kind of a bit like, oh, but away from home, they have been really good. They'll, they'll sit behind the ball and counter really quickly. And they've got pace. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a little bit surprised by that. But Derby does a humongous credit. They've actually scored more goals in the last two home games than they did in the first six home games. So that says a lot. Yeah. I think we're still trying to find out what Barnsley and Neil Collins are all about. It's been, like you say, they've had some really good moments, but also against the size they really expect to be competing with, they have struggled. Tom, who the fuck's Liam Manning? Uh, do we need him? Did we really ever need him? You know, was he ever actually good? I don't know. These questions have got to be asked. Leighton Orient 2, Oxford United 3. Oh boy, it was some day. He was the best thing since sliced bread this time last week, <laughs> Liam Manning. Weren't you in tears, Wardy, when he left on? Oh, the turns table. Yeah. I, you I, nearly I, I met him eight got... days ago, didn't you? Mm. <laughs> I met him. You needed, needed a photo of him. That'd be gone well, wouldn't it? Was it a nice view from the home end, Wardy? It was. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, <laughs> True game. The, the context behind that, by the way, the context behind that is. I live in London and I thought we we, def- we sold out and I was like, I wasn't going to go because I was meant to be going back home for the weekend. Dave, family, they weren't they weren't about. So I thought, right, well, they've st- stranded me here. I thought, last ditch, can we get in there? Sorry, Leighton Orient fans, you might have spotted me. I don't know if you did. Thankfully, you didn't. No one said anything. Um, I was sat there watching it and I couldn't celebrate. It was difficult. I'll be totally honest. It was very, very difficult, but it was um, still absolutely fine. Can I just say, by the way, I know I say that a lot, but it's the annual one, one per stream. That is what I love about being a small team pot team because I don't need to worry about, you know, not sitting in me away and going in the home and I could get tickets at one minute to two on Derby Day and still be fine. You know, I mm. love life. Do, yeah. do you have a loyalty point system at Fleetwood, Ben? No, but I'm not being funny. If I, if I couldn't get a ticket when I've been to... Well, I've been to 399 Fleetwood games in the last kind of eight years. I'd be absolutely heartbroken. So I'd just say, do you know who I am? And then just muscle my way in. Normally they just go, yeah, absolutely. Come on in, Mr Fleetwood. Um, <laughs> let's chat later or in Oxford, shall we? All about that man, Ruben Rodriguez. How right Nappers was, Wardy. How right he was. I said, I, you were giving me shit when I said he was going to be signing in the summer. And it started slowly. Nappers backed me up. And now I we're was giving you shit. You're all, they, you all, you're all doing the beep, 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 beep. I heard it. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, naturally. Um, two chances created, four shots, two goals. What a day for him. All the action seemed to... A bit weird one, actually. Seemed to happen in and around the half time, didn't it? Just before and, and just after half time. Four, four of the five goals coming in and around that period. First one's the keeper howler. Still a lovely finish. Rodriguez has got so much to do for the second. It's, he's really unlucky not to bag it himself. He's He's got... Billy Bowden in the right place to finish it off. That man again, Billy Bowden, left free in the box from a corner. Mark Harris has has a go to start. It's very well saved initially. Not well enough, though, for that man again, Mr. Rodriguez, to net his second. 
of the afternoon. Um, next one, little fortuitous, really nice delivery, causes all sorts of problems, and it's unfortunate from a, for Finn Stevens to nod it beyond James Beadle. And then the last drawing goal could be goal of the goal of the day. Sorry, given how uh, Sotiriu Sotiriu catches it on the volley as it as it comes across him. Sotiriu. Rule Satirio. Satirio. Yeah. You me. I, I know. I, I've watched it's, it three uh, times this season now. It's uh, it, Keeper's got no chance. And as I wrote down, Wardy, and as we'll probably make it into the title of this T-Lop, no Manning, no problem for Oxford United. It was it was just really really rather nice than who the fuck is Liam Manning because we can't title it that. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think we did. You see, have you seen the chance that we had at the end? Um, I have. Was, yeah, you were doing them. We, you were doing them, Wally, in the home end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got some weird looks. I started singing that. They were all really really confused. They thought he's one. You know, he's one very very. I'm a knowledgeable League One fan who knows exactly how Oxford fans are feeling. Or he's in the wrong end, which which was right. Um, yeah, no, it was Fair really nice to see. Wardy. A bit. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah. No, I'm, I'm um, complimenting you. That's that very was a kind. Well, after you said I was a cheap version of you now, because I think you'd need it. Um, no, I, I think yeah, it was... the cheap version of me is still like the dog's bollocks, isn't it? No Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am only joking, by the way. I am only joking. Yeah. He's, not. Joking. <laughs> He's not joking. He'd say that. He'd say that in a WhatsApp group chat. He'd say that if we were on Tip Extra. Uh, he'd say that anywhere that wasn't going out to... Um, going out to the world but that, that's nappers for you um yeah you know, it was really really nice it was really it was I, I was proud of ox yesterday because we've had a bit of shit this week <laughs> but to be fair we've had a bit of shit you know we've been through it um losing a manager who all jokes aside has sort of rebuilt this team and i was really worried to sort of see how it was going to affect us in a in a weird way the one thing liam manning has done has done well in his departure is fuck off every player right because if he'd left on really good terms I think the players, you know, might have been a little bit emotional about it, a bit more sort of upset and not quite you know, been on the right, you know, on the right page ultimately, and and maybe let that affect the performance. I think he annoyed every single player on his departure. I think he is upset and fucked off every single Oxford United squad member, coaching staff, and hierarchy. So in a way, I think Liam Manning's done a great job of motivating these players to a degree in which yesterday was just like a, one massive up yours to Liam Manning. And I know it's a little bit harsh because I, we've got to remember, he saved us last season from relegation. He came in and he rebuilt and did bring in some fantastic quality footballers who are still performing now. That can't be argued. He's gone on to Bristol City. That's the end of that conversation. But the way he ended, I think, really upset those players. I mean, Ruben, I think he might have been on the way back from the pub or on the way back <laughs> from the club. I'm not quite sure. Ruben doesn't strike me as somebody who would sort of normally put that out. He's normally quite a reserved character. He put on Instagram yesterday a poll. Um, did Liam Manning say goodbye? And uh, 84% of people said, and, and for Oxford United player and star player right now to put that on social media, I think is quite telling and, and quite damning. Uh, we had Scott... Um, not Scott Brown, Wayne Brown, uh, who was our goalkeeping coach um, who left in the summer. He put out on social media saying, no ego, no AI chat, um, just a purely nice guy. And he posted a picture of Des Buckingham and um, Eustace. So again, a little bit of a, uh, a hint towards the fact that he wasn't maybe treated as brilliantly uh, by Liam Manning. Look, it's tough when the when the fans are chanting those sort of things about Liam Manning and the players are smiling and dancing with them. 
it's not a great look, is it? It's not, it's not a great look for Liam Manning, but for us, I couldn't give two shits. I think we've had um, a pretty up and down week, but in the end, it, it, it finishes pretty well. And we've got a nice break now to appoint a manager. And like Napa said, I think on, on WhatsApp on Wednesday, having this international break now is perfect timing because we can do the interview process and then Cheltenham, we should have a manager in comfortably by then. And, and to win the game before that break, I think is even nicer. So we, we feel we feel much, much better. Um, ben, we'll come to you now as well for the next game. Shrewsbury against Reading. Um, tell us, mate, because Reading at one point looked like in a really good place, um, but Shrewsbury, they find a way back into it. Oh, Reading, I have no words. Absolutely no words. <laughs> eight Gary games, Neville. eight defeats away. Uh, like, it, it, it is, it, it's beyond ridiculous because it's like, yet again, 90 plus two, yet again, 90 plus six. You know, the Fleetwood game in this, they could have easily had an extra four points and yet again, they're coming away with nothing. And, 2 0 up, 15 minutes. You two strikers have scored Ballard Smith. You know, Ballard's got a couple of goals recently as well, scored against Fleetwood Smith, second goal of the season. You're kind of thinking, you know, is this a good result? You know, take over looming as well. Um, you know, in game the football, a bit of a spirited performance, and Shrewsbury come back. And again, I do think this is a great result for Shrewsbury. But I do think it's paper over the cracks a little bit again because, yeah, again, they've only had four shots on target. They've scored with three of them. But unfortunately, but unfortunately for Red and Shrewsbury have won the game. And I asked myself this, Shrewsbury have got 20 points from 17 games. If you said that to Shrewsbury fans at the start of the season, they'd probably be realistically happy with that return. The issue is it's the style of play and they got the, one of the lowest expected goals in the division, lowest expected, you know, lowest shots on target per game, and they're not playing good football at all. And unfortunately, you know, under Cottrell, they were the football wasn't great. It was a bit better than this, but they were getting a few more points, scoring a few more goals as well. But overall, they, they are getting wins on the board. They've won six games this season as well, so you know, that that's worth mentioning as well. Reading need to improve. But for Shrewsbury, great result. Two on down at night plus two. Great spirit. Uh, and Matt Taylor survives uh, for another day. Thanks, Nappers. I've got, um, I forgot there. I've actually still got to do some games, haven't I? Um, I, I, I gave the games out. You're hosting, isn't it? It is quite I gave, the, I gave the games out and I gave myself some absolute stinkers. I'll be totally honest. They, so, they were some pretty, this one is the best one of the lot, hence why it's so early on in the show. It's important as well. Not many goals, but I think it's very, very important in the promotion race. Bolton won, Blackpool nil. I think for Bolton, it, this is a, a really, really important win. I think Nappers put it on Twitter. Their run now is really really scary i think i mean and they're, they're chasing us tom they're chasing us i think they are the oxford the oxford pompey discussion has been as we expected the the big one in the last three well, first race, few weeks of the season i think it's i mean it's 100 three horse race and it could be open further but bolton are scaring me we've got them in a couple of weeks time that game is going to be massive especially if they keep winning and if we beat Cheltenham, i think which is the game before that one so it's going to be really really fascinating to see how this bolton side are looking right now unstoppable. I think they, they are finding a groove. We said it last week. Sides that find a groove are going to be a serious threat. Plymouth found a groove really early on last season. Ipswich found a groove, couldn't be stopped. Sheffield Wednesday found a groove and then right at the end it sort of collapsed, but they found a groove so well. Their 100 odd points still didn't automatically go up. That's how good these sides can be. And I worry about teams like Bolton have got a fantastic squad, now have a settled 11. I, I think, Tom, you said this last season. Is the sky the limit? I mean, I think it really, really could be. It's the famous saying from Tom. Not not towards Bolton. It wasn't towards Bolton. Uh, no, it was towards Pompey at the time. That. 
But we can we can mention it with Bolton because I, I really yeah. don't know how far this squad could go. They've got depth in every position. Ian Everett knows exactly knows exactly who he wants in every position at what time when that squad is fully fit. And yesterday against Blackpool, it, it wasn't I think exceptional. I think it was quite patchy at times. I think Blackpool did have their moments here and there. They sort of both sides had moments of dominance within that game. But generally, Bolton, they did the job. They took the chance when they needed to take it. Defensively, they're absolutely brilliant. They're looking much better defensively. Santos coming in has transformed that back line. They look so much better with their captain at the back, as we thought he would. It's a Rolls-Royce at the back. I think Bolton are in fantastic shape. And Nappers, I'll come to you because you put that on Twitter earlier about Bolton Wanderers. They look like a force that Right now, nobody can get near them. No, absolutely. 30 goals from 10 different goal scorers. Um, <coughs> so good, he's coughing. They're that good. They're that good that he's coughing. Oh, he's still coughing. Do we want to move on or carry on? It's all right. <laughs> George Thompson. I'm George Thompson is a very, very good player. Um, he scored an absolute great goal yesterday, and he's Blackpool in the Blackpool Academy when he was younger. He came from Pro Direct, which is literally about a mile and a half from my house where where he trained. And I remember one of his first games was against Fleetwood a couple of seasons ago, and he started in midfield. And uh, everyone was going, "Oh, he's, he's a bit ropey." Goals kind of came through his side of midfield, but I won't give him time. He's a serious player. He does get booked often, but again, he's, he's still superb. And to go five gate, five straight wins in League One is unbelievable. Three consecutive clean sheets, seven wins from eight, only losing to Carlisle. And I often talk about, you know, on my channel and, you know, on our live streams and this podcast as well, some of the good bounce back ability. If you lose a game, how do you react? Do you stand up? And do you go again or do you wait for things to come your way again? And that's what's going to be asked to Portsmouth, you know, if they eventually do win a game or if Dylan's right, uh, that they're going to go, you know, unbeaten for the rest of the decade. Um, but um, no, Bolton, every time they've had a bit of a setback this season, straight back, the Wigan game, bounce back. The Carlisle game, bounce back. The Reading game, bounce back. And this is a side with, you know, with balls, with guts, you know, with determination, character, can score goals from different areas and um, again can play different formations got good underrated players as well and I really really like this bottom side I said after three games this team will win the league and if Portsmouth want to have a say about that if Oxford want to have a say about that Peterborough, Stevenage, I think, oh, kind of, and Barnes are kind of maybe a little bit off that no disrespect I know Peterborough are on a good run Port are going to have to do something and Ox are going to have to do something special to stop this Bolton team because I think it's the best squad in League One. Can, can I add one quick thing? When when do you play yep. Bolton, Wardy? Uh, Cheltenham is the first game after the international break. It's the Tuesday after that. Right, it's the 28th. Yeah. So the 28th is... And oh boy, o I'm going. Oxford Bolton? Yeah, Oxford Bolton. She would be going up to Bolton, would you? Jesus Christ, that's too much on the old mileage. <laughs> Done Bolton um, already, mate. Uh, oh, Done Bolton already. Done Bolton already. So, so that's Oxford Bolton. Then on the Monday, the 11th of December, is Pompey Bolton. So I think by then, you will probably know quite a lot about how the top of that table is going to finish. Whoever can, whoever doesn't blink, I suppose, in those two games, Nappers, would you say is, is those two are probably season-defining? <laughs> They are, but I think every game at this moment in time, you, I think the table, what I like about it now, I always like it when we get to 16 games in and 26 games and we have a, we have 30, we can say we've got 30 games. So, and this is kind mm. of the first weekend 
And I'm not just saying this because Fleetwood are on a good run. You can properly look at the table. And obviously, I'm gutted we're not at the bottom four, but I'm like, it's 30 games to go. If we, mm. you know, we all get a point to get, we'll be fine. You know, absolutely fine. Um, but the table is starting to take shape now, and I can kind of see it, it forming. But I don't think those games will be defined just yet. They can have influences. Um, I kind of think we'll know more on February 1st, when all the transfer deadline has happened. And I'm sure you can come over to Wardy's channel. There'll be a stream there probably as well. I thought I'd give you a little plug there, Wardy, after uh, <laughs> saying a few nasty things to you before. Um, <laughs> I think I kind of think no, the 1st of February is going to be huge um, uh, for, for a lot of football clubs. And uh, Portsmouth now especially. Bolton have got plays. They have got depth. I do think Bolton need another striker because... Adebayo is good. Dion Charles is fantastic. After that, and El- Elundu, mm, I'm not sure of. Best player in the world, um, And Cameron Jerome, again, not sure on. But the good thing with Bolton, they've got goals through midfield with your Dempsey's, your Morley's, your Thomasons, um, as well. Oh, and they're getting plays on long-term deals now as well, which is huge. Dion's just signed a new deal. Thomasons just signed a new deal, and I, I reckon this. I reckon that. I, I honestly believe there'll be three teams up there at this, the end of the season, and it is Portsmouth, Oxford and Bolton, and then you've got your next bracket. I think there'll be eight teams fighting for uh, kind of five places and six teams fighting at the bottom as well. I can tell you Blackpool uh, weren't very good going forward. Bolton were very good defensively. Zero shots on target for Blackpool in the game. I think that, that's quite telling. 11 shots in total, but Bolton were just fantastic, uh, I thought, uh, nullifying anything that Blackpool created. Uh, and that was, I'm really happy you mentioned the, the Oxford, Pompey and, and Bottom Free Horse race because I don't think any Oxford fan would imagine to be in that bracket whatsoever at the start of the season. So I'm, I'm pleased with that. I know you're not gospel, but yeah, we're doing all right. It normally um, gets it on. He normally gets it's, it's, it's remarkable. I know Oxford have signed, what, 12 new players in the summer and have a big budget. And, and when, I peak, when I say that, I'm not saying it to insult teams like Portsmouth or Oxford, but to have that budget and to bring the players in that you have done You've had a setback. How do you respond? Like this, this you, every team that goes out of the league. You look at the three teams that went up last season. Wednesday had a massive setback that last ten games of the season. They would dread they had a setback in the playoffs. Plymouth had, had injuries galore and kept finding a way to win. Ipswich were nowhere near the quality they were until that last fifteen games of the season. So again, there's going to be setbacks. But Oxford have already won the same amount of games as they did last season. Like what are you on now? Are you thirty-four points? Thirty-five points? 35, yeah, Pomper and What did you get last season? Was it 49 last season? Yeah, we stayed up by two points. Um, Jake, for you, which mm. one is the bigger blow? Regan Paul out for the rest of the season. Liam Manning leaving mid-season. Oh, he's going to go Regan, of course he is. I think, yeah, I, I think Oxford can appoint a higher, higher quality manager than Liam Manning. So that's why I would say Regan Paul is probably the... Because and 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 Regan Paul is so pragmatic, so key into the way that that Pompey play, and he is a big, big figure, and he is the best in his position in this league. And when they're missing, you realise that Oxford could go and get somebody like I don't know Des Buckingham, who plays the exact same style of football, who plays, who comes with rave reviews. You could also get someone that a coach that is that implements the same style as Liam Manning. So I, I think it's a Liam Manning is obviously a huge, a huge loss for Oxford, but I think you can use it as a springboard. I think Pompey will struggle to use Regan Paul leaving as a springboard to get better. Oxford can use this as a springboard to bring someone better in 
and, and, and achieve the ambition of a promotion, which you can still do, and you will then be £50 richer. So well done. Well, Ruben, yeah, and I'm oh, looking forward to that. Bet. That bet went well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and he was so confident as well. He was so confident. I got serious powers of putting pot and putting link. I mean, you might still revive, but no, um, not a chance. Not a chance. No. Yeah, should we just move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, Jake, well, we're coming to you anyway. We've got Fleetwood versus Exeter. Fucking leave um, me alone. <laughs> Uh, well, you haven't got 30 quid on this one, which no. you know, if you had 30 quid, I mean, who could play a Fleetwood? Could they finish on the Lincoln? I mean, right now, you know, anything's possible. I can hope not. Jesus <laughs> put 50 quid on that. Um, <laughs> it was comfortable. I mean, it's in football yeah. style and result like that, Jake, that, that bet would have been really dangerous because Fleetwood is really good right now. Yeah, I think it was a combination of Fleetwood being good, I think it was also Exeter being piss poor, and they have been in recent weeks, and I'll, I'll come on to them later, but. Uh, uh, you know, Fleetwood were brilliant. First sort of 35 minutes, Fleetwood completely blew him away. Um, Ryan Broom continued his great start. I think he scored twice in midweek against Leicester under 21s and then goes and completely tears him apart down the right-hand side. It's a great finish under Sinisalo. He's then heavily involved in, in the next move. Fleetwood probably should go to and I promise I'm a cherry how he's not scored. And then I think Wiradu and uh, Danny Mayer then have blocks, goal-bound effort blocked. Um, the second finally come from Wiradu is a great ball in and a great header. And then Phoenix Patterson, you know, I mean, it's been a great week for Fleetwood, hasn't it? With the sister club getting promoted to the, the League of Ireland, winning the playoffs. Fleetwood completely dominating Exeter. Phoenix Patterson, a really good sort of hybrid of the two achievements this season. Uh, a really good free kick. And do you know what? It probably should have been four, Ben, um, at least. Uh, Marriott. Probably should have connected with a, a, a cross from Phoenix on the left-hand side. Exeter didn't really have anything. Fleetwood did not give Exeter anything. I think you know we talk about the next manager that's going to get sacked. I think Gary Coldwell is very truly entering that. You know, nine defeats in ten. They only got one point. I mean, the fuck was that against? What a surprise! Lincoln fucking City. Every other fucker can beat them. Um, but yeah, no Fleetwood. You know, it was, it was a great weekend for the, the Fleetwood family. We'll call it with. With Fleetwood and Waterford doing well, but Exeter slightly concerned. One point ahead of Fleetwood now, um, outside the relegation spots, and yeah, really, really poor day at the office for the Grecians. Well, it wasn't a poor day at the office for uh, Nappers, was it? Enjoy it, mate. Yeah, you know, and I feel I've got my kind of swagger back and belief back about about Swag Fleetwood back, again. Maybe. And... Like a Jagger. Uh, yeah, exactly. I've got the moves like Jagger. Some could say Moon Five. Uh... <laughs> Why don't you sing it? Did Maroon 5 sing it? Maroon 5. Who's that jagger? Ooh, I've got the moon. There you are. That's all you get from me. I tell you what, that's the worst one we've had, to be fair. I'm going to be honest, Naffa, is it worth (laughs) Will I I clip that up or will I just say the embarrassment? I've got the moves, that jagger. He's tried it again. It's not going to be worse. (laughs) It was shit the first time. Why do it again? (laughs) Yeah, that was dangerous. Yeah, to be fair, Tom's laughing at you know uh, Jake's you know Jake's team not being being the only team not to beat Exeter in previous weeks. When didn't how did you do against Cheltenham at home? Just 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 wondering. I wasn't you know? laughing. Mm, okay, okay. No, but no. Uh, That's behind I, us now. Anyway, we had three referees that day, Nappers. So we'll. Uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And we got. Three they had Regan Paul that day as well. But... <laughs> yeah, Regan Paul that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you were still in the FA Cup that day as well. Yeah, that's true. Fuck yeah, me, I... all right, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
anyway, so yeah, we it was a, it was a good win. Um, again, belief, confidence, and I know Lee Johnson is a streaky manager, but I can only judge of what I've seen and what I've heard of him so far. And seventeen points from ten games, which is really good effort. And I'm starting to kind of well, sorry, fifteen points from um, the, the the ten games. Sorry, and um, it's still good, whatever way you look at it. But again, fifteen points, if we can carry on that momentum, we'll be just fine this season. And we're nearly out of the bottom four. It feels like what what we what we will win. We can't get out of it. We'll win again. We can't get out of it. So again, we're doing all we can do. But if you know it was a table now, we're only like four points off to the top twelve, which is you know a, a huge step as well. So Exeter were poor. Didn't lay a glove on us really. I thought it was a poor game. If I'm honest with you, that Fleetwood Fleetwood got. A goal at weird moments where normally we were ill in the season, we'd concede at them and lose the game. Whereas this time we we were the ones to get them and we won them. So it was a 50-50 game. We scored the goals and we had 12 shots on target as well. And it was a you know a performance we never really looked back in. So I'm happy. Um again, closing in on that, you know, we're upper part of the table. Because at the for a large part of the season, we were the strongest team in League One because we were propping everyone up. So uh, I'm glad that uh, we're off that bottom uh, bit of the table. And a big gap now between, if you see, look at the table between the bottom two in Cheltenham and Reading to kind of Carlisle, yeah. Fleetwood, uh, extra onwards as well. Because Ward said it before, extra beat Fleetwood, you'll see there'll be seven point gap between the two. There's only one now. So that kind of brings extra back in it. Respectfully, we're now hitting shit game territory. So we'll um, we'll speed it up yeah. a little bit. Yes. Um, Cheltenham Wigan, Tom, we won't sort of heavy focus. We've got what five games here that there's moments in there. There's moments in there, but let's be honest, we, we've uh, in the match day style. The problem, the only flaw with this is come 53 minutes, it's fucking shit. So, <laughs> Cheltenham Wigan, <laughs> how, how are you looking at this one? Uh, Taylor, two pens really in my eyes, Wardy. Um, Cheltenham coming into this one having lost one of their last, uh, only lost one of their last four league games, given they'd lost 11 out of 15 overall, they're in much better shape. Of late, Wigan, of course, with a huge home win on Tuesday night against Peterborough. The Latics will be gutted. That penalty would have probably won them the game in the end. It's so poorly executed. It's a real moment to forget from Stephen Humphreys, who I think might have been in the North League yeah. 111 last yeah. week. Did think yeah. that when he, when he just, missed that, yeah. Just thought yeah. we'd... Uh, watch we'd... That, by the way, by becoming a Patreon. Yeah, we haven't mentioned that at all, have we? But the no the Wigan pooling yours. <laughs> No, he was there. She's on the no, bench. He's on the bench. Was, so uh, well, you, know, you, might, you might need to fill that gap in then. Just saying. You've got six subs now. There's another point in the right direction for Cheltenham. They battled for it yesterday. I think they were by far the better side. 18 shots, six on target, compared to really dismal showing from Wigan. Four shots and just one on target. It's a decent point. And as Napa said, it's uh, it's a gap that they're... Uh, it's growing, but they're they're narrowing them down, chalking them off one by one. And I'm aware we've still got four games to go and we're nearly on an hour. So on we go to uh, Lincoln scraping it. Yeah, and scrape it they did, didn't they? I mean, it was, leave it late, Jake, leave it late. I think at one point, you know, at 1-0, Port Vale, I thought, oh, this is a, a really, really... I mean, to be fair, it's what you get for putting Port Vale bottom, actually. It's what I initially thought. And then I thought, it's not a very good result. Um <laughs> It, it, but it finished, of course, with uh, with ten men at either side, uh, two yellow cards um, for our blaster. Uh, O'Connor straight red as well. That didn't really Stupid. help, did it? Um, yeah. What Seems actually happened? Fucking idiot. Whilst we were one nil, uh, one nil down, completely in control in the second half after they'd gone down to ten, just elbowed Uche. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> On the replay. Uche, and, and I, I do want to point something out. Port Vale's chant for Uche Ikpiazu. Has anyone heard it? 
No. If you've been in a nightclub in Britain, you'll know this because fucking people really piss me off when they do this. You know when people go, ooh, there it is. When yeah. They do a, yeah, they go, ooch, there it is. Ooch. That's just, terrible, ooh, actually. Fucking That's knobheads. Just... That is terrible. Got the crew. That is, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not good. First half, I thought Port Vale was much better. So I thought in terms of <laughs> side of... <laughs> I mean, you know, the chance, you know, chance annoying, but um, to be honest with you, the, the red card was also quite annoying as well. Yeah. On both sides mm. and quite a game defining, you know, yeah. dare I say the word defining. I hate that word. Um, the first half I think was, was definitely more in the favor of Port Vale. The, the second half, I think Lincoln really got into it. I think as well, the reason why you're so annoyed, Jake, is because you had a real spell going, you had a real mm. element of, of control, and then the game's even again. The game's yeah. even because you've got you know ten players each, and then you sort of lose that momentum and, and that mm. rhythm you're trying to create. In the end, you did get that sort of that last chance and that last goal, but mm. you get a red card like that and you lose that game. Mm. I think the frustrations are even higher because you were you looked in control. You looked like you were sort of going to take the game to Port Vale. You could have won it, I thought, in, in the second half with the way you came out and the way you were looking to come out. I actually thought even after the red card, you, you were still the better side. I thought. Yeah. I, I don't think Port Vale. I don't think at level pegging, Port Vale really got back into it. And, and sometimes that can happen even with a, with an extra or even with the same men when you've already had one man sent off. The person who gets the next red card, it can shift the, the, the side of the game again. I don't think it did mm. that. I think Linker were pretty much in control for the majority of the 45. I yeah. think Mino Shadipa, of course, who you had on, on loan last season. We've had him before. He signed on a free transfer artist release from QPR. I think you know he's picked up a, a really, really important goal there. So, yeah. You know, it, it's not. I think I still don't think it's a great result. I think you've got to be. I think you've got to be beating Port Vale if you've got mm. any aspirations of of the top six. And, and I agree, with that. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, should we move you, on? You, I think you want to move on. You keep yeah. sort of nodding head. You're like, shut up, Jack. Let's move on. No, it's fine. No, it, it's, it's it, no. Port Vale probably should have been three and a lot at half time, but Lucas Jensen completely saved our bacon. Um, Ali Smith probably should have scored as well, but then you're right. Second half, fucking hell, we didn't score more than one. I've got no idea. Like. Jack Vale came on, was fantastic. Dylan Duffy played really well at wing-back. Danny Mandroyu came on and changed the game. But ultimately, you know, last minute we've barged the bloody doors down and uh, it's not a good result. We need we need a manager. We need an identity. <laughs> I'm sorry, get a manager. Why do you have a manager? desperate. It's been a month now. <laughs> that's like, that's like a, a, what, like 5%? No, it's not 5%, is it? It's like maybe... 10% of the season, we've not had a fucking manager. It's ridiculous. Um, we need one is, in this week. How many months we, in a season? We need we need direction and we need someone to come in. Whether that Whoever that's going to be, I don't know. I'm sure... Des? The book, I, think that's... I've, I would love it to be Des, but I don't think it's going to be Des. Um, I'd love it to be Des, but it won't be. Um, I, you know, it I, be I, Danny? What's that? Is it going to be Danny? It's not going to be Danny. I don't think. Is it going to be him? No, I don't. Do you know what? Uh, I, what I haven't told the T lot boys is I have had three interviews for the Lincoln job. So have you? Could be. It's not you either. So. It's not me either. No, I've been turned down. Yeah. No manager. It proves as well. Quickly moving on before moving on to the next game. That, that Mark Kennedy, when he got sat, there wasn't a clear plan after that, was there? I mean, no. because. When he went, you know, I think you you know after a month that club was not expecting to sack that manager and had no intention of doing it. You like to think clubs do have a, a plan if things go wrong or you know it gets poached in in Oxford's case. But in the case of just sack someone when nobody was really seeing it, I think even Lincoln 
their hierarchy mm. didn't really see it. I, th- um, I think they've done the process yeah. right, though, in terms of the, you know, it takes it does take a long time to find the right. Get it right, don't you? Yeah. So, you know, yeah, how sure. much you want to write? You, I don't think you have written your season off, but you've made it harder for yourself, haven't you? Yeah, we're, we're, whoever it is, if it's, let's say it is Buckingham that comes in, he's got a completely different play style to Mark Kennedy, completely different to what the players are used to. You're then using this sort of, how long we got left? 30 games as a pre-season for next year where you want to try and actually affect the league. And, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I think Buckingham coming into you will take far longer than if Buckingham came into us to hit the yeah. ground running. Because you've yeah. got... With, again, we should move on, but the conversation's flying right now. I just can't stop myself. Um, I think Des Buckham's coming into a team that is already sort of built in that manner. I think with Lincoln, you've got... Link, I think at Lincoln, he needs January and a summer. I think he yeah, needs he a, a lot of those transfer windows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, let's move on to Northampton versus Burton. I'm happy to have the conversation now because these games, they're getting they're getting, they're getting tough to talk about. But Ben, I'm sure you'll <laughs> find a way. Northampton, Burton, Tuna's Northampton. Burton on a good spell, but this one, not so good. Yeah, Northampton. I I see Northampton similar to Fleetwood that they've got a good squad, and I was going through it. You know, Thompson in goal, Miguel uh, Miguel in right back, and again, he's a player that is you know experienced. Obviously, played my neck of the woods uh, for Morgan for a long time as well. Willis, Sharing, Bruh at the back as well. They're all experienced lads, and results have needed to come. And the midfield of Leonard Salby and Mac Williams again is a decent one. And uh, Salby spent a lot of time at Fleetwood. Um, I think it was seven or eight years at Fleetwood. You know, when he was younger as well, signing from. Squires Gate. Um, Leonard again finally getting the goal. He's a bit like a um, a Josh Feller type of player where he does do a lot on the pitch that kind of sometimes he goes under the radar a bit, we'll, but will pop up with a goal. Um, got a goal yesterday. and uh, But again, Hoskins as well with another goal. That's nine for the season. And that's his best ever league one tally now. He scored eight a couple of seasons ago in lockdown. And that's 44 goals in his last 101 games um, as well. Back to winning ways for the Cobblers. For Burton, again, a bit of a, a bad patch, but I think this is what Burton will do. They'll go three games, winning run, then they'll go and score. Like they've just done one one goal in the last three. Yeah, it, it, it looks... Yeah, I, I still think Northampton will be okay, to be honest. I, I still think Northampton are going to be absolutely fine. I, I'm surprised by the result because Burton, as we called when they had that bad run, they've got a really good squad there waiting for it to click and they were starting to click. I think that's why... People are, are confused and maybe surprised by this. Uh, my next game, Wickham Stevenage. Unfortunately, the, the game itself won't be the, the big talking point. Luke Lee, he obviously, um, thankfully, um, he he got taken off in, in injury time. He's stable, we believe. I think he's okay now, or getting to a point where he's, he's, he's. I think he was conscious when he was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, which is uh, fantastic news. Uh, but it didn't look good at one point in injury time. It looked like it was a, a really, really serious incident and one that we've seen a, a few times in, in recent years, and, and they're not very nice. And of course, we. I think we we watched certain ones. I remember the Ericsson one. We we watched that one, for instance, like that where serious medical attention is needed. We've watched them. And it's not a very comfortable thing whatsoever. This, of course, different in terms of the incident itself. But of course, I imagine for the players, uh, for the supporters, not very nice whatsoever. And look, Stevenage win the game, and it puts into perspective. I think Stevenage it's a fantastic result at Wickham. They're a very very good team. We've seen Wickham, or I've seen Wickham play this season. Um, and they make it very, very difficult for you. I think they're really sort of transitioning in the way they want to play football. And for Stevenage right now, they're on a fantastic run. Steve Evans is sort of winning games, I think, 
home and away in lots of different styles in lots of different manners and he's getting a fantastic run going there and that side looked like a real force to be reckoned with but like I say I think that game unfortunately isn't really going to be spoken about the football although it's a good result for Stevenage Wickham the main priority is making sure that the two players that came off and Luke Leahy who came off I think worse in that um are actually okay that that should be said and we uh we hope that Luke, Luke, Luke Leahy does um recover as uh, quickly as possible uh, the, the final game Carlisle Bristol Rovers um Tom how do you break down this game Bristol Rovers of course another manager in league another team in league one without a manager yeah, I was about to say they're still under interim charge Carlisle had lost three of the last four league games coming into this make that four losses in the last five now extremely fortunate and unlucky own goal from Sam Lavelle which probably sums it all up for Carlisle at this moment in time they were nearly an Owen Moxon special to level it but he was denied well by Matt Cox, Bristol Rovers, all of a sudden, boys, back up to 10th. I know. 10th? Carlisle's four defeats, by the way, have all been 1-0 as well. Yeah, one of them. Similar to Northampton, really, when they were losing mm. games. They were really, really tight. So, yeah, similarities there. Uh, we have got the of the week section, which is my personal uh, least favourite part of the show, but we'll do it anyway. <laughs> um, even when I get to host it, I still can't get rid of it. I, I quite like this bit. I'm I'm so, like I don't... Who was it? Jake. Fucking, I put the games there. No mention for a couple of days. He fucking pipes up this morning. No, last <laughs> night. Did we get an off the week section in? No, we fucking didn't. That's why I didn't put it in there. But then I couldn't turn that down. So here we go. Ben's on goal. I'm on gaffer. Jake's on player. Tom's on result. Ben, let's go with you. Um, surprisingly, I didn't give myself goal of the week. And there's good reason for that. Who did you give? Who's, who's goal of the week in your eyes, mate? There's, there's a few options. I think obviously Ruben scored uh, a very nice one as well. Um, um, again, uh, there's there's a few for me, Thomason because he's he's an absolute thunderbolt into the you know into Grimshaw's you know foot like a traction engine. Yeah, it was. It was like it was literally just ran to him and it, the, he just literally from twenty yards out. It turned out to be the winner as well. Uh, Could have gone elsewhere as Tom knows. Just so um, Mark, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, and. Uh, his name kind of his, his name kind of left me head, so I wanted to say him before, so, but I tried to talk over it and see if I could remember it. But no, um, Thomason for me, it was a really good goal, and uh, I, I did watch all the goals, unlike some. Um, but again, it was a really good goal. Fucking hell, Jake, that is just not good, is it? So unprepared. Um, who? On next, I'm on Gaffer. Look, three candidates for me. I'm, I'm sometimes I think I've been on Gaffer probably the most of anyone. Oh, he has, and, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the three candidates, as I always like to do, I'd go Darren Ferguson at Peter, probably oh, winning five. Always like to do. What's that? When you, I'm pretty sure when you said when you had to have honorable mentions, you went, I didn't get a fucking backup ready, mate. No, not three. I just like doing the candidates. I sort of go for all of them. All the winning managers should be in there, I think. Every manager that wins a game on a Saturday should be in the, in the hat. Um, but I'd say, if I was to narrow it down to three, I'd go Darren Ferguson, 5-0 win against Cambridge. I'd go Paul Warren. I think Paul Warren's had a lot of bit of that. He's had quite a lot of shit, hasn't he, on this podcast, I'll be honest, Paul. Yeah, he's, sorry, he's been Paul. Through it. Sorry, <laughs> so uh, he deserves a little He deserves a little bit of credit, I think. Uh, so I'd definitely put him in the hat. And I'd I'll say tell you what, when he, he's unemployed, he's definitely not coming on this <laughs> No, he's no. not. No, he's he's one that hates us, if anything. Um, and I would, and you'll all laugh, but I think Oxford's interim manager, Craig Short, deserves some shout as well. When we had the ball boy warming up the he? goalkeeper. Sports sports scientist. I think he was uh he was doing, you know, setting up the strikers in the warm-up. It was a it looked like, you know, looked like something out of Sunday League, the warm-ups. But to be honest with you, um he he deserves a he deserves a mention. He got he beat Leighton Orient, who, you know, as Jake said, they're good at home, aren't they, Jake? And you've got yeah. a visit there on Tuesday. Yeah. Um so, you know, just try and win, mate. Try and win. 
Um, some teams can. I'm going to give it Paul Wall though, just because he deserves he deserves credit. Even though the manager Darren Ferguson did beat the rivals five 0 I think just because Paul Wall's been with a ringer on this show, he deserves. <laughs> on the pod, uh, Paul. He deserves, <laughs> he deserves some credit. Um, Jake, you had player. Who have you gone for? I did. I have quite a few honourable mentions, actually. Um, Kwame Poku and, and Ephraim Mason Clark both deserve mentions for their two goals. Poku obviously got an, an extra assist. James Collins, I thought, had a really good weekend uh, for, for Derby, scoring twice. I've actually also got a Fleetwood player in here, Phoenix Patterson. Um, goal and an assist yesterday. But the man I've given it to... Um, You've been purring your lips around him um, pretty much all season. Ruben Rodriguez, uh, a fantastic player. Two goals, an excellent performance away at, Le- at Leighton Orient. And, you know, he's a fantastic footballer. Um, and yesterday, I-, I think he was your best player by some distance. And you know what? Fair play, Ruben Rodriguez. And also, he did the Instagram story, which makes me like him even more. So. Ruben Rodriguez. I think Wardy's doing an Instagram story now, aren't you, mate? I am, but... I'm just put any tag, did Liam Sorry. Manning say goodbye? And then, yes, uh, yes or no. Yes or no. Well, 84% of people said no. Um, I don't know. Well, I voted, so I don't know if he said goodbye. <laughs> I'm presuming he didn't. I'm presuming he didn't from that story. Do those um, polls not have a correct answer? Or is that something different? No, this was a vote. No. He didn't do a yes oh, or no. It's not... it was a vote. Uh, okay. So we'll yeah. never know. But I we'll think if know. you're a player that puts that on there... Chances can, are yeah, yeah. he didn't. Um, what are we fucking doing next? Oh, result. Yeah. Is it result. Result. It's result. Who's on result? Is it you? I'm on result. I'm on result. <laughs> Bolton's win is big. They're the sort of wins to get you promoted. Derby, although dependent on their home form right now, it's a huge moment against one of the best sides in this league in Barnsley. And we've already shouted out Paul Warren. Oxford's result, considering the circumstances, Wardy, obviously worth a mention, but I think it's big credit to you boys that we probably all expected you to win there, regardless of Manning being there or not. On that, we did. Well, I don't L- know. We did. Predictions did us dirty. Ben was the only one that said Oxford weren't going to win. Oh, okay. Yeah. What but, did I say? You said, fucking hell, boy, they've got to score oh, right down says. the bottom there. Come back to it. Right, we'll come back to it. Right. I'm going to give result of the weekend to Fleetwood. First win by a three-goal margin since when, Ben, in the league? Oh, Aquinton last Oxford. season. Oh, that's a, such a good answer. That's so good. 28th of October last year, something like that. 3 0. Uh, that's not quite such a good answer. 15th of April, 2 5, you beat them. Oh, Atkinson. yeah, yeah. It was Accrington. I'll give you that. It was Yeah, Atkinson. we hammered them last season. Unlucky on the Mosh. But up the cods and congratulations, the T lock result of the weekend. Because Ben did say it will go under the radar. Well, it hasn't gone under the radar, Benjamin. It is our result of the weekend. Up the boys. Well, is that all of, of the weeks? Have we, we moved on? It is. Have we got any more? That's our thank God for that. Um, <laughs> let's uh, hear the scores on the bloody doors and who oh. better for that segment. <laughs> Couldn't think of a better person than Jake. Oh. Jake, hey. where are we all yeah. sitting now? Who's top? Uh, well, Who's well, yeah, Who's you fucking middle? know where you're sitting, don't you, smug little prick? Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it was a good game week for one person, and that one person was Ben Ward. Ben Ward? Ben Ward? Ben Ward. Ben, ben Ward. Ben Ward. Uh, Wardy. Ben and Wardy, or just Ben? No, Ward. just Wardy. Wardy picked up eight points with one correct score. Uh, I then came second, I got five. Uh, Tom got four, and Napa's only got three points this week. Oh, it's not a great game week. No, it's not. Um, which means in fourth place with 109 points is Tom, 
In third place, I am on 110. Nappers in second on 119. And then Wardy out in front on 137. Can, uh, I will just say on this. So, at primary school, you used to have something like merit system where you get like a, a merit for doing something good at the school. And we used to have like four, like, think we had, we had like, like St. George's, St. Andrew's, you know, all those, like four of those. And we used to get merits. And every week in assembly, they'd read out how many merits, like everything you would, would bring you. And that was like the biggest point what of the week. you go to a fucking prison? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> we had Star of the Week. We didn't have merit. What the fuck? Where is you don't have you merit there? badges, Wardy. We had little, no. little merit Honestly, badges. Right? You want to merit yeah. a little blue badge to walk around yeah. with. And then you used, used to read it out. Like it, bit. In fourth place this week, and then over the course of the year, they'd go like, oh, you know, in fourth place with 735 merits would be this one. This is how this prediction thing is feeling. It's cotton <coughs> up. I had Star of the Week and Golden Time at school. I don't know. Yeah, we had that. That well. was about it. I think merits are up north, Wardy. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a northern um, thing. You are the golden boy, though, aren't you? Oh, look at the lighting on Wardy. He is the golden boy. He is golden. Glorious. It's, like, it's actually really bad lighting. I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> um, now, can I ask a quick question? No, Are we going carry to carry over the predictions from the late in Orient Lincoln game that we predicted when it was actually happening? Or are we doing a fresh prediction? Fresh, fresh, prediction. fresh one, haven't you? Fresh one. Fresh. Yeah. Right. Well, we've only, right. got this, yeah. we've only got this Saturday yes. to do, haven't we? Yes, there's only a handful, Wardy, so don't read out the ones that have been postponed because that would be highly embarrassing. Does he know which ones have been postponed? I'm pretty sure Barnes have just postponed their game this morning. So we've only oh, got two. fabulous. That's one Two and obviously two and Lincoln this on is Tuesday. Can, can I ask, I put this question so, yeah. on the other day, does something need to be done about these? Because that, yes. as it stands, we've had eight. So out of 36 games, <clears throat> eight have been on. We had two. We had, I think we've had two, four and two. On so far, it's ridiculous. There's no point. Well, I, think there. I think we've got Lincoln this year. I think there's only two games now because when, because yeah. uh, I, yeah, because Barnsley postponed their game against Carlisle this Which morning. We've only got Stevenage, to... Lincoln, and Blackpool, Shrewsbury. Yeah, so what needs happening? Tighter rules or or a postponement for all League One? Because I'm not being funny. These are all mostly under twenty ones players. Fleetwood, by the way, is a disgrace that he's been called off. Bosson is the only player that we lose. Caesar's been injured for the last month, and it's our second choice goalkeeper. That is, and we've called the game off. It's like mm. teams are using it so they can get a bit of a break and get players back from injury. We did it for Blackpool and Port Vale, so we can get Junior back from injury. But the... teams are playing. Teams are playing the card. Like they're not postponed because they're losing big. Some are. Some teams are. are. Oxford and Pompey. Teams... They had a combined like ten players unavailable Wait, for international call ups. And also, as well, we need a new manager, so we have a week off. (laughs) We had Paddy Lane, uh, we had Terry Devlin, we had Cassini Engi in Australia, and we had Joe Morrell. So those were our That's understandable, but for Fleetwood, I'm kind of like, I don't... Maybe up it to four. Maybe make it full internationals, if you are to call it off. Yeah, no no schoolboy internationals. Yeah, four full internationals, then you can call it off. Or three three full internationals, internationals or or even if you're going to do something like that. I I just kind of think maybe... Or just call the whole weekend off. Yeah, or maybe four players that were in your match day squad for the last three weeks, for example. It's complicated then, doesn't it? It it does, but I think something's got to be done. What's the problem with it, it is now? 
Really? There's no games on at the weekend. Well, yeah, but there's no games. If we well, there is a game on at the Lamex, boys, uh, if you want uh, to come down. But there'd be I no thought we were going, no... aren't we? Are you coming down? I don't know. Are we going, Wardy? What's the plan? You want to come to the Lamex? Why, Tuesday? No, Saturday. Let's wait. <laughs> oh, it's Stevenage. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Come down if you like, boys. Down? Yeah, I'll Three hours away. It's not for me, really. No, no, you could probably walk there. Anyway, should right, we do some... By the way, Wardy, two Oxford games in, in a week, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, well no, no. Oh, yeah, I went to Maiden there, didn't we? That feels like fucking years ago. Um, you had a different manager then, didn't you? Yeah, he, he that's why it feels so long ago. A bit's happened since then, but don't worry, though, because any shining light of it, I won't say how much, video, how much money that video made, <laughs> but fuck me. Um, Liam Manning, you know, he paid for my compensation on that one. Uh, <laughs> that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, monthly package. So uh, that's good. Um, anyway, should we do some games? Yeah, um, let's do some games. Tuesday, Lincoln City, return. That's, that's not this week. That's the week after. Oh, it's week after. Fuck me, it's yeah. only got Saturday. Right, okay. Oh, we're not Saturday. even doing that one now. Oh, no, right. we're not doing that now. Okay. We've got Team Up Extra next week, remember? It's true. Did we decide on what we're doing for that? No, not yet. Okay. We'll just turn up and hope for best. In fact, we normally do. I can't go on this Saturday. Um, I just remembered. I'm at pub golf. Um, Let's so, predict some games. Oh, Wardy, Wardy and drinking. There we are. It's my mum. It, it's my mate's half marathon. Uh, so I've, so oh, here we go. Goldfish is grandma's birthday again. I, I thought you'd <laughs> yeah. my mate's no. mum's half aunt's birthday. No, oh. Direct mate's direct half marathon. Um, right. There's no no it's very no goldfish involved. Um, Stevenage Lincoln <laughs> uh, more direct than Stevenage. Okay, now that's pretty direct. Uh, I tell you what, we direct a point oh, each. Really? I think one all. Oh, no. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mm. Can he change? No, I'm gonna know. change. On two that? one, two one. Two. What, Stevenage. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I think Stevenage win this game two 0 I would have stuck with it, Nappers. I'd go point of peace. I'd go no, point of peace. I'd think, depending on if we get a manager in, um, I'm going to go Stevenage 2, Lincoln 0. Imagine Des Buckingham trying to play out from the back against Stevenage. Oh, <laughs> it no. scares me so much. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Jackson. I, think, <laughs> I, I would never be on a tee off again because I'd have a heart attack. <laughs> Steve I'm Evans goes, right, boys, they're going to do short goal kicks. Hammer them for a minute one. Mm-hmm. Um, Blackpool, near you, Ben. You guys, this one, Blackpool, Shrewsbury. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm going to a game, I'm not going to a league one game, but I'm going to a game. Yes, um, oh, we have to uh, watch his mate Alex Cairns. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're away at Gillingham, I think. They're, they're, How do you know that? Part. I don't even know who we're fucking playing most of the time. I don't know who's sold for the playing. <laughs> Wardy, mate, I was, I was scanning through games like you wouldn't believe my mate was went. Can you not like on a free Saturday, like not like do anything? I'm like, what? Pub golf. So yeah. I can get away with my free Saturdays. I don't really drink Break my liver. So it doesn't really work. You don't drink. Uh, no, not really. I drink a couple of pints on a Saturday. That's about you do it. drink. You, you it drink like a madman. Seen the I strong nose, mate. Oh, yeah, in gyms, he was like triple part the other week. No, I'm, I'm bought. We do rounds, and I'm already. I've got two pints in front of us. That's all I have. Two pints. Or, the rule is here: if you're a double pint, you down one, or at least you down to the point where you only have well, one. Sure. Left. We'll, have a, we'll have a tea up drinking session soon. That that'll be coming. But uh, I think Blackpool will win this one. Two goals to nil. I agree, Nappers. I'm going to go two 0 Blackpool. 
Blackpool 3, Shrewsbury 0. For a 4 0 seaside, there's written all over it, I think. 4 0. 4 0. Lovely. And that is all of the games. Uh, there will be a TLOP <laughs> extra, uh, which is good, really, because we're already on 119. Uh, 119? One hour 19. Um, a really good. I, I enjoyed it, boys. I really enjoyed it. And of course, you can see more of us next weekend. There might be a limited amount of games, but don't worry. TLOP will be coming at you behind the paywall. Um, and you can uh, tune in on TLOP extra. 28, 28. Page 28, 28 people willing to put in those bank details for us. It's just Paying scary. For all these nights out every week, isn't it, Wally? Yeah. Well, Liam Money, we get sat together. They pay for a few nights out. Um, enjoy enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy, if you're playing next weekend, of course, good luck if you're Blackpool, Shrewsbury, Lincoln or Stevenage. Uh, all the best, unless you're a Stevenage fan, I imagine, from Jake's yeah. perspective. Fuck off. Um, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other than that, we'll see you on TLOP Extra. If not, we'll see you in two weeks' time for another jam-packed show. From myself, Ben, Tom and Jake. See you later.